BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hello, it is FMC. I'm Jeremy. Kind of see me. That's SV3. Hello, LMC community. Hello, welcome to the latest edition of the LMC Laker Morning Church. We are here. We are here on a glorious day. It's a glorious day. You know how much of it's a glorious day? Because the light, the light of the gods are, are shining down on my good friend, Jeremy Lambert. All the way, all the way in North Kakalaki. He was born and raised up. You hit your shirt up, twisted around your head like a helicopter. Uh, because, my brothers and sisters, it's a great day. It's a great day because... <laughs> What did I tell you? What did I say? What did I say? You know, you know, back in the day, back in the day, ladies and gentlemen, back in, ladies and gentlemen, they used to have this man. His name was the prophet Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah, he, he let people know. He let people know what was going to happen beforehand. He was he was he was the Negro Domus before the Negro Domus. But you could call me the prophet SV3 because I told you I tried to tell you why y'all don't listen to me. Y'all don't listen to me. Y'all don't listen to me. I'm just speaking the truth. I got I got I got all this stuff brought down to me from the Lord, from Jesus Christ, from the Jesus Christ of NBA basketball, from the Billy Hole, the Billy Hole of the NBA. I send them, they send a message to me. I am just a prophet. I am just a speaker 
of the truth. I sent, they give me the message and I am the one that lets it out to the people. And I tried to let the LMC community know, I don't bet on these type of things, but you could have made some good, good money. You could have made them cheddar biscuits. You know, they got the biscuits that just taste real good. They got all buttery and savory. And then they got the cheddar biscuits, the cheddar biscuits. Like, yeah, red lobster. They gave you the cheddar biscuits. You don't even need, you don't even need the lobster. You don't even need the shrimpsons, the shrimpins things. You don't even need them. You can get the cheddar biscuits and you can make that cheddar. If you listen to the prophet SB3, because it was a glorious day. It was a glorious day on May 8th, 2023. 2023, when the Los Angeles Lakers, they stepped their foots into the former, the former Staples Center. Now the crypto.com arena. And they had us on the ropes. They had us on the ropes for a while. They had us on the ropes. It was like Rocket and Rocket 4. You know, Ivan Drago had him on the ropes. Had him on the ropes. And you you had the light-skinned Ivan Drago of NBA basketball. Stephen Curry, he had us on the rope. He had a virtual virtuosa for Four to seven minutes, four to seven minutes of the 48 minutes of the game. And then he started throwing them bombs. But you know, Rocky, you know, Rocky, you know, the, you know, the black Rocky of NBA basketball, LeBron James, LeBron James. He was not letting it up. He was going to fight back. He was going to use all the heart and determination to come back. And he dropped 27 points for my Los Angeles Lakers. But let's talk about him. Let's talk about him. Because I said he is AD. He is AD. Because sometimes he can be always disappointed. But then sometimes he can be all day. And he was all day in the first half. He had 19 points, 19 points in the first half. And then he said, he said, he said, you know what? I'm only going to take bold shots in the second half. And it's not because I'm lethargic. It's not because I am always disappointed. I need to focus. I need to put my focus on the defensive end. And he was at the pearly gates. He was at the pearly gates. And he was like, no, 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 no. You you can't dunk your way into the pearly gates. You can't shoot your way into the pearly gates. He's like, I'm going to guard the centers. I'm going to guard Kevon Looney. I'm going to guard Draymond Green. And then when it really mattered, when it really mattered, the light-skinned assassin, he wasn't letting any bullets into the pearly gates. No, I got to protect the pearly gates. He's like the guy at the at the, at the the altar. If you ever seen Down to Earth, I think it was Eugene Levy who had the list of people who was like, hey, you, you can get it to have you. Oh, no, no, not you, not you. And he was like, light-skinned assassin, you done assassinated too many people. You can't get into the pearly gates. So Anthony Davis was like, no, 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 not you into the pearly gates. He had 23 points uh 15 rebounds i think about four blacks and then was doing he was doing the damn thing doing the damn thing but we got a couple of more people we got to thank out here we got to thank dennis Schroeder. dennis Schroeder coming off the bench with 10 points he plays the defense this is what i say i don't expect dennis Schroeder to, to drop all them points but i also I also didn't expect, <laughs> didn't expect the new hero. We've had the Ruah Hashemore game. 
We've had we had the 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 him game, and we will get to him. Don't worry. You you come to LMC. You come to the Lake of Morning Church for him. You gonna get him today. You gonna get a him today. Don't worry. But. We got to talk about Lana Walker, Lana Walker the fourth, who is now Lana Walker the fourth quarter, because this man, this man dropped 15 points on her head. He gave him a 15 piece with the cheddar biscuit. The 15 piece with the cheddar biscuit, when we needed him the most. You don't, you can't, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. This man was not getting any minutes, any minutes. He played about 16 minutes, Jamie, against the Memphis Grizzlies, but you know what? When we put him in the game, when it really mattered, when it really mattered, he dropped 15 pace on the head, six out of nine from the field in the fourth quarter when we needed him the most. Driving, driving, picking up. I told you, I told you, like, I told you two weeks ago. Uh, I told you two weeks ago. See, I remember my sermons. I told you two weeks ago. It's all about lifting up. Lifting up like a like a Hulk Hogan, and he's like, I'm gonna body slam this big motherfucker. I'm gonna make him lift them up. He's gonna lift them up. He lift up his all the players. You don't have to get ready if you stay ready and lock it up. Lana Walker the fall. Lana Walker the fourth quarter. He made sure he lifted up. <laughs> lifted it up. Be like AD. You don't have to score. You don't have to play in a defense. And no, you got to play defense because we need you on that. But we're going to lift you up on the offensive end. We're going to lift you up. LeBron James wasn't making a lot of shots. He wasn't making a lot of shots from the three. We we missed our first five threes. But he was like, Lana Walker, I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to lift you up. My brothers. I'm gonna lift you up. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I'm tired. I need a handkerchief. Next time I'm gonna have a handkerchief for the Lake of Morning Church. But, but we gotta talk about. We gonna talk about. I told you. I told you about. For the last couple of weeks, I told you when it really matters the most, you put the ball in him's hand. When in the third quarter, when we when we was all the edge of extinction, going back two two to Golden State, going back two two to San Francisco, talking about two two to the Chase Center, it was oh happy day oh happy day oh happy day oh happy day when jesus was when jesus was when jesus was you washed my sins away oh happy day oh happy day when jesus was he he washed my sins away. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. And that's what the black Jesus Christ of professional basketball, Jill LeBron James, he was like, I'm going to wash all your sins away, Austin Reeves, so you can be a new. And he was like, oh, happy day. I'm going to keep my team in the game today. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus was, when Jesus was, I'm like that black kid in Sister Act 2. Oh, happy day. Yes. 
Austin Reeves dropping 21 points. 21 points. He was controlling the game. He was guarding Stephen Curry. He was guarding Clay Thompson. He was a orchestrator and went on the third quarter when it was up by 11. It was him with the three, him with the three, him with the ease, him with the cross, him with the boss. He was in it. He was in it. And that's what he does. That's what he does when you need him will be here, the Billy Hall, the Billy Hall of NBA basketball, the Billy Hall of NBA basketball, the heir apparent, the heir apparent to Larry Bird. And I told you, I told you last week, I told you the week before, I was like, I was like, oh, I see the future. I see the future. I was like, we're not just going to the second round. I said, we're going to the conference finals. And here we are standing at the precipice, the precipice, one game away, one win away. And unlike in that last series, you know, you know, I got to stay true. I got to stay true to my formal prediction. Because Jeremy tried to sell me. Jeremy was like, okay, you got to give me an unbiased prediction. And my unbiased prediction was six games. And you know what? We got two. We got two chances to finish up this stuff. But I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay pat on the hill. I will die on. I will die on this hill. I don't care. I don't care. I'll stand on this hill. I will stand on the hill, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, Looney. Looney Tunes. Tiny Tunes. Cartoon Network. Legacy Pop. Legacy Pop. Legacy Pop. Jordan Pool. Swimming Pool. Deadpool. Lakers in five. Lakers in five. Get it done. We're going to the Chase Center. We're going to the Chase Center in in hostile territory. JC, JC Anthony Davis is the EKG. He only delivers on odd number games. He had back to back good games, and it's an odd number game. The next game, he's dropping 20 and 10 again. And Lakers. If this team wins the title, I don't know what I'm going to do with you. Oh, are you good? You need to catch your breath. That was good. That was like 11 minutes right there. (laughs) That was legitimately 11 minutes. Maybe even 11 and a half. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, you always pop me with uh, just old movie references that I enjoy. Last week it was Monsters Evolved. This week, Down to Earth. Down to Earth is like one of my favorite movies to watch. That's that my movie. favorite Chris Rock movie. That's my yeah. favorite Chris Rock movie. My that favorite, this, this line, this line always it's early in the movie and he's uh, about to go on and do his set. He's like, oh, my girl showed up. And the, the manager guy looks out and he's like, that's her? Damn, she's skinny. Y'all, fuck you, might start a fire. <laughs> <laughs> I always love that line. Oh, any, anytime I hear DMX, stop, drop. I think about yeah, it. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter what it what. If I hear it on the street, <laughs> hear it on the radio, 
it does not matter. I think down to earth <laughs> with, with the old white guy. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I will never forget that movie. Oh, it's a good day. It's a good day. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, G bro. Thank you so uh, much. Thank you, bro, for the super chat. Yeah, SP3 sermon, sir. That's why I don't say anything. I just introduce and just give it away, especially after a win like last night, because, uh, you know, I watched last night, just like everybody else. Lonnie Walker, what are you, what are you going to do, honestly? What are you going to do with a guy who barely played in the first uh, first series, didn't play at all until garbage time of game two, got a little bit of run in game three, and 14 points, whatever it was, in the fourth quarter. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, like, what are you supposed to do when this guy just comes in and gets 15 points in, in the fourth quarter like that? Like, I never considered Lonnie Walker like this jump shooter. Either he's hitting mid ranges, like he's Kevin Durant out there. Like, what, what is happening? If you're the Warriors, you're thinking, oh, fine, we'll give up Lonnie Walker semi contested mid range shots. Like, go for it. If that's going to be your offense, good luck. It's like, well, that was our offense and it ended up working. I don't know what you could do about that. For the Warriors, they need more out of Clay. Clay was not good last night. He hit the big corner three, I think, like, put him up like two at the time. Yeah. But then he took some bad shots after that. Some bad shots after that. Steph was, he was driving, doing well, but then he took the 20 foot or 29 foot three at the end of the game, which didn't work out too well for him. Um, Great you know, defense offers. by Anthony Davis. Um, it was on that on that on that last possession because he had two Steph had two shots he had that one legged fadeaway from like twenty feet and then the the three yeah. where he was like six feet away from the three point line and uh, it was Anthony Davis just forcing him to that and that's why I said like Steph Curry you cannot have a better Steph Curry as far as like a point guard and we talked about where his place as a point guard a couple of weeks ago is I said he's like second all time and by the time he ended his career he could be first but this was like a prototypical Steph Curry point guard performance last night triple double uh 47 minutes he played his heart out but those last one that last minute of the game he just kept taking some bad shots some questionable shots there I mean he but it's Steph Curry. You're going to live with whatever shot he basically takes because if he makes it, then he looks like, oh, well, of course he does. He's Steph Curry in this moment. Got to get some help from somebody out there. Clay Thompson's got to be better. Clay Thompson's definitely got to be better. I said it through, uh, I think somebody, somebody in the chat said it and I agreed with them. Uh, maybe it was um, Ryan in the chat that like Clay's got to play outplay Austin Reeves. And so far, hasn't really happened. Maybe a game. It's happened, it was the so game far. they won. Yeah. The game they won, and maybe game you could say game three, but yeah, it's been it's been Austin Reeves has outplayed them. Like really, yeah, you you can't have Steph have that type of game, and then you got Jordan Poole dropping zero. Points. Jordan Poole has got to. I don't know what's up with him. I've never been super high on Jordan Poole coming out. Like I looked at his numbers from last year. He actually, he played really well in the playoffs last year. It's 18 points yeah. on like 62, maybe it was 52 uh, from two, but then like 39% from three. Like he was really good in the playoffs last year and he got the big contract. He, he earned it. Uh, but I never, I never saw him as that type of player. I was like, okay, this is a good microwave score coming off the bench. I don't know if he's much more than that right now. They obviously expected not even to take a leap, but to maintain this level. And he's been awful 
in the playoffs so far. Absolutely awful because he's given them nothing. You got to get 15 at least from pool, like minimum 15 points when he's that guy coming off the bench who's supposed to spell Steph Curry for a little bit. You got to get 15 out of him. I know it's been a long season for him. Like the man got punched in his face by his own teammate, by a guy who's a leader on the team in, in training camp and everything. Like, I don't know what that does to anybody, like, psychologically. I'm sure it's not great. But he stayed. He got his money. He didn't have, like, a bad season or anything. He had a, he had a pretty good season. And then postseason, though, just not happening. A bonker saying Green only played 37 minutes, eight points. Like, Draymond Green's not going to score. Like he's eight points, but he had a good he had a good first half. He had a good yeah. first half. That that one play where he did the fake pass and then behind his back oh, that was and nice. then got yeah, to that the best. Nice. That was that was a beautiful highlight right there. Uh, but like yeah, it was the second half where he kind of tried to do what AD did, which was focus more on the defensive end. And you could say maybe he was you know part of the reason why AD only took four shots in the in the second half. But yeah, I mean he's gonna need to if if Clay is not gonna be able to shoot the ball well and only going to give you nine points then it's got to be draymond next and then pull they have it's got to be pull pull or draymond it's got to be pull scoring the basketball over draymond because draymond it's got to be wiggins over draymond ain't gonna get you 20 a game draymond bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc yeah no one's talking about wiggins nobody's talking about wiggins he's like disappeared this series yeah he hasn't he hasn't been good enough either um but it's it's gotta be it's gotta be those two guys if it's not Clay. Draymond ain't gonna score. It's just that's not his game. He's there to set everything yeah. up. And he still does that very well. He was completely lost on that final play because I think two things happened there. One, the Lakers read the action well. The Warriors were trying to run hammer, which is a corner three for in this situation. I'm pretty sure it was Clay. Uh they took that away from them. Two I think Draymond may have expected to get around Dennis Schroeder a little bit easier than he did. Dennis Schroeder did a great job, like, cutting him off on that play and forcing him into a bad situation. So Draymond just threw it to nobody. And then off the jump ball, Steph Curry's on the ground. He's just behind that back pass while he's laying on his back. to no, Call a timeout. You have a timeout. Yeah. I don't know what Steph was doing in that situation. Like, they're, that- they've always been loose with the ball. This is This is their thing. They're loose with the ball way to these moments can't be that loose with the ball and that was back-to-back plays where i thought somebody should have t- took a timeout because i thought ad when he got cornered 
and yeah. they they call they they caused him to you know do the jump ball. I thought he should have called timeout, and then you then you had they win the jump ball, and Steph gets the ball, and then he just throws it behind his back instead of calling timeout. And I know Steve Kerr in the post game said that he tried he was screaming for a timeout, but you got to let the players know that. Like I think they should have he should have told his players as soon as the if you win the jump ball, call a timeout. If you're Steph Curry you should know these things. Like, yeah. these are the smartest guys in the NBA when, when it comes to these high-level players like that. You got to know the situation on this. You got to know, okay, if I get if I'm on the ground like this, I know we got a timeout, let me call timeout instead of throwing it over overhead while laying on your back to nobody. You're, you're Steph Curry. You're one of the smartest players in the league. You, you just got to You got to understand the situation on this, but it happens so often with even these high level. I mean, you go back to the first round with the bucks and Giannis and and they're making bad plays. It's like, you just got to know the situation on this kind of stuff. Like the players got to be smarter in these situations. It's three, one. I'm sure you're feeling great. Um, I don't want to say it's over. I'm always, I'm, I'm rarely the person who is like at three, one it's over, especially in the NBA because we've seen it. More often than yeah. not, hockey it's a little three zero is more of like yeah three zero it's over at that yeah point. Uh, yeah NBA three exactly. one like we've we've seen it I've I've been victim of it with my team of thinking oh yes and, this is and over. we've seen the reverse of Warriors exactly. up three one against the LeBron James team and LeBron came back this could be Steph Curry's opportunity to kind of redeem himself for that three one deficit in this occasion I I'm just gonna say. I'm more confident about going into San Francisco and the Lakers getting it done than I was them going to Memphis. But you have two games to get it done because if they if the Warriors are able to force game seven, then they won the series. I don't see the Lakers winning another game. I don't see them winning a game seven in San Francisco. So they got to get this done in the next two games, either in the Chase Center or back at Crypto.com keep the undefeated streak at home going i think the lakers get it done i think it'll probably be six um you know the warriors are going to come out with a lot of desperation in in game five i think the lakers for the most part will match it i think they they understand because they came out very lackadaisical in the memphis series when they were up uh three to one and then they got blown out in that game and then they handled it handled business in game six um i i think the i think the warriors will take game five. I don't think the Lakers get blown out, but I do think the Warriors will end up winning it. I think game six is where the Lakers finish up there. They're honestly, they're a better team. And if they're going to get, if they're going to get these performances out of Lonnie Walker, Roy Hachimura was great early in the series. If they're just going to get these role players stepping up and doing something, this is what happens in the playoffs. Your stars got to be your stars. And then for a game or two, you just need random guys to step up and make plays and hit shots. And the Lakers are getting that. For the most part, LeBron has been good. Anthony Davis has been good. There's been some inconsistencies. Uh, more on Davis, but defensively, he's making up for anything he's lacking offensively. LeBron's been consistent. You know, they'll, they'll talk about, oh, it's not dominant LeBron James. He's dominating the game, influencing the game in a different way where he's not doing these 40-point performances or anything like that. For the Warriors, like Steph has shown up. Clay has shown up a little bit. 
Draymond is shown up for what he typically just does. Like you're just not going to get much more out of Draymond. Jordan Poole hasn't shown up at all. Andrew mm-hmm. Wiggins hasn't fully shown up. So their their top guys that they're counting on haven't shown up. And then you need the performances. Like Gary Payton was good last night. You're he not going to get much out of like Moses Moody just because that. But this is this is when you need like that big Moses Moody game. Like the Lakers are getting it from Lonnie Walker. Like the Warriors would be like, can I get 10 from Moses Moody? Just, you don't expect it from him, but that this is when you need those type of games. So unless Clay Thompson just shows up in the, in this series, feels like it's over for, for the Warriors. Feels like it's over. It, it does. Uh, I'm not saying that. I think that the, the Lakers need to try their best to close it out in game five. Only reason I'm saying that they shouldn't is because rest their starters. You don't think they should rest their starters? I I I know that I know that you know AD is coming off 43 minutes in this game. He played a bunch of he, he didn't play that much. To, well, the good thing about this is that we had that blowout in Game Three, so him and LeBron didn't have to play the fourth quarter. So that was that was the key to why he was able to play 43 minutes in game four and how they how they devy the minutes. I'm expecting him to play anywhere between 30 to 35 minutes in game six, but he needs to be AD what we saw in the first half for all 30 to 35 minutes that he might play in game in game five, because now that the Nuggets and Suns is two two. And it's really looking like that might be the seven-game series that we were expecting this to be. The Lakers need to be enticed and incentivized to get this done in Game 5 so they get AD and LeBron as much rest as possible. I expect, like I said, I expect LeBron and AD to be around 30 to 35 minutes. But honestly, if I'm Darvin Ham, I'm playing both of those guys 40 minutes because get it done now so you have a almost a full week if it goes the full seven with the nuggets and Suns, you have a full week off with the late with the lebron and ad and it's going to be a similar situation to what we started this series with where golden state and you know sacramento went to game seven golden state didn't have enough time to you know rest before game one and we were able to steal game one we need to make it Three back-to-back series, we could steal game one. And I think the best way to do that is if we get the job done in game five, we got nearly a week off or at least like five, five, six days off before the start of the conference finals. And we're going to be have a better chance to steal game one against Phoenix or Denver. And I also want to say, as as someone that it was very down, very down, like, a, like we established on this show before, I was never a LeBron James fan. LeBron James came to my team. He came to my team. I'm an OG LeBron hater. I've been a LeBron hater since he showed up in in my state, New York, and and did the whole decision. I liked LeBron in Cleveland during his first run, but when he did the decision, I jumped on the, the LeBron hatred train like the rest of many people. But I will say the stint with the Heat is coming into dividends now. Because the, in the similar way that Dwayne Wade uh, empowered LeBron James to say, this is your team now, you need to be the guy, this is what LeBron is doing with Anthony Davis right now. Hey, Dave, he's doing it with LeBron. Austin Reeves. 
ain't doing it with yeah, Anthony Davis. I, I was going to say Austin Reeves. <laughs> no, he's, he's giving the it's ball Austin Reeves to Austin Reeves. He's giving the ball up to Austin Reeves, a second-year player, and he's like, you run the show. I believe in you. He's like, he's like joking around with them. He has empowered Anthony Davis and Austin Reeves to be the guys and let him just do what he can do. He's kind of, you know, resting on his, his norms, and he can still drop 27 points just resting on his norms, and we haven't – I think we're going to need at least one big LeBron James game of, like, 30 points near triple-double LeBron if we get to the conference finals. But right now in this series, you're seeing the dividends of what Dwayne Wade kind of taught him in Miami of giving, you know, being enough of a of a high IQ type of player to realize that there's other players who can get the job done and make things easier for you. Dwayne Wade realized it when he was like near the end of his prime and he was like, LeBron is your team now. And that's how we got two more championships in Miami. And LeBron is, is kind of empowering Anthony Davis and Austin Reeves in that same way. And then they're getting that production from the role players as well. So it's beautiful to watch. And it's great to see that, you know, I could say I was wrong that he was right to go to Miami because later in his career, you're seeing what he was taught there coming into fruition. Who do you think, assuming the Lakers close this out, do you think they play in the conference finals? That's interesting because no one, no one has really impressed me that much. Honestly, I'll be honest. In this Denver Phoenix series, both teams are kind of winning at home. I, I say Devin Booker has been one of the best players in all in all the of the, the the playoffs. The yeah, he's probably been the best player in the in the playoffs so far. He's just a ridiculous scorer. No one on Denver can stop him, and that's going to be a real difficulty until he versus him. Him going, him going, guard him. Him going, guard him. Uh, don't worry, don't worry about that. But yeah, he's been he's been in it, and he's been you know kind of driving the 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 train for them. I would say. I'm going to say since it's 2-2 now, I think that Phoenix has the better chance than Denver to steal one on the road. So I think that the winner of game five will definitely win this series. And I'm still going to lean towards Phoenix. And maybe that's me. It's similar to why I chose the Kings over the uh, the the Warriors. It's not so much that I think that Phoenix is the better team than the Nuggets. Just like I didn't think Sacramento was a better team than Golden State, so I rather versus Phoenix. <laughs> like I rather had versus Sacramento. I rather versus Phoenix. Be careful what you wish for when it comes to facing uh, Kevin Durant and uh, Devin Booker right just, now. I'm just saying. Think about the legacy points LeBron James gets. If he's ever is he's able to exercise all of his demons in one playoff exercise the demon that is the trash talking dylan brooks who is just a different that's he's not like a demon evolu- dude dylan no, brooks no he is dylan he is brooks was he, a he's just he's just an evolution of deshaun of deshaun stevenson that's all he really is blowing the ear deshaun Stevenson. he's just the evolution of that lance so stevenson? that's one demon lance stevenson, lance stevenson Desha- deshaun stevenson whoever the stevenson is steve stevenson um <laughs> Lakers in four. <laughs> That's just an evolution of the guys that use the Lakers. 
of the guys of the guys that you know used to talk used to talk trash to LeBron back in his younger days. And then you got, you know, Stephen Curry, Stephen Curry, three and one in the NBA finals against him. And then he can, he can get past him. That's one demon. And then Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, who should have been a Laker 10, 15 years ago, should have been a Laker going to choke against us. Oh man, it's a great day. It would be a great day. In loss, I wouldn't even, and then, and then he'll probably verse Celtics in the finals. Oh man, that's like that's like the Laker LeBron for for triple double. That's the Laker LeBron for triple double fighting all of LeBron's demons on our way to the NBA finals, and then versing the Lakers' greatest rival, the one of the greatest rivalries in in professional sports, Lakers versus Celtics in the finals. Like the Lakers, how did the Lakers go from like what what I think in like what was it, February, we were like plus 13 odds to win the NBA Finals. Now we're second. We got the second highest odds to win the NBA Finals behind the Celtics now. It's it's amazing, this turnaround. I am just so happy. I'm just, it's a great day. It's a great day in, in, in New York. It's a great day in Los Angeles. Great day in, in North Carolina. You still got the sun shining on you. Not as bright in your face, but it's still shining on your back. Jeremy, it's a great day because the Los Angeles Lakers up 3-1 and they got, they won, win away from the conference finals. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? A shock ask, what would make SP3 hate the Lakers? CB3 to the Lakers, Jeannie Bustell and the team back to Detroit. Anything? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I would love to acknowledge what A Shock is saying, but A Shock been hating so hard yes. in the chat. He's yes. been hating so hard. I, I'm gonna need some apologies before I acknowledge anything you say. You need to apologize. You need to apologize, and then we can talk. We can talk. I came, I came and, and was just. I, I, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me be real here. I came to Jeremy because I like watching Jeremy. I watch In the Weeds. I come in the chat. I spend, I send good wishes to Jeremy and Joel on In the Weeds when I'm not here. Then, uh, you know, Jeremy's on the the Fightful main channel. Uh, Sean Rossap, answer your emails. Um, but uh, Jeremy's on the main channel. Even gents, the spotlight, and I like to be in the chat over there and show some love. And this man, that's about the Lakers. He, Start sharking trash about. I'm like, y'all not even talking about basketball. Y'all talking about y'all talking about wrestling. And I didn't come in the chat about basketball. I came in the chat talking about wrestling. And this man is hating on me there. Like I was like, no, you need to apologize. And then I acknowledge anything you say. You don't even have to send a super chat. You should send a super chat if you want me to acknowledge you without an apology. Apologize. Your sons, your sons, who I, who I, I just, I just said the sons was going to the conference finals, and he's still hating. Uh, a shock is a hater. He is a complete hater. <laughs> See, the thing is about like what's gonna make you like hate your team is it? It's my team. I don't know if I'm ever gonna like hate them. Like I'm not gonna agree with certain decisions they make they're probably going to do you know if you're the cleveland browns or the chicago blackhawks let's take the blackhawks for example they covered up sexual assault for like a decade their top players 
may or may not have known about all of this. But then they got the number one pick last night, and they're about to land a generational talent in hockey. And team and player or fans are like, Blackhawks, like, eh, who cares about this other other stuff like that? Like, you might hate your team and the things they do, but like, like giving up on your team and everything, that it, it takes a lot for that. Like, you can hate certain decisions, you can hate certain things they do, especially if they're doing the things some of these organizations are doing, but like to just completely give up on your team, like, nope, I don't support this team anymore especially after years and years, if you're only like a year or two deep, fine. But if you've been there since, you know, you've had, you've had a longer relationship with your team than you've had with your significant other. It's tough. Exactly. To break, when, when to break that team bond. When, when literally I had people in elementary school hitting me up in 2020 when Kobe Bryant passed away. You would have thought it was my, it, my literally my father passed away two months later after Kobe passed away. And I got less texts from my father passing away than Kobe Bryant because I'm so connected to the Los Angeles Lakers and Kobe Bryant that that people from elementary school when I was six, eight years old, eight years old is when I really became a Laker fan because I saw Kobe Bryant in the McDonald's All-American game. And I was like, oh, this kid is the next heir apparent to Kobe to, to Michael Jordan. And he got drafted to the Lakers. From there, I was officially a Laker fan. I had seen old Laker stuff when I was a kid and just getting into basketball from my dad being a Magic Johnson fan. But the Lakers became my team when they drafted, when they traded for Kobe Bryant in the 1996 draft. And literally, I had people from elementary school who still recognize me as the Laker fan that they've known in their life. So this is a relationship that I've had with the Los Angeles Lakers for damn near 30 years. So it, it will take so much. I've, I've been through the, the, the growing pains of Kobe Bryant with, with Shaquille O'Neal and then the three-peat and then at post-three-peat when it took us a while to win again. And we had Smush Parker as the second best player on the team and Chris Mims and Kwame Brown. Uh, I've been through those years. Then we win again. And then I've been through the years of, you know, uh, of D'Angelo Russell uh, basically snitching out Nick Young. I've been through all of this. And, you know, during that time, you know, I liked other teams. I, I liked the Golden State Warriors. That, that's why I picked them. I picked them the last two years to win the championship is because I liked the Golden State Warriors. And I grew to to say, okay, if I, if, if I ever said I had a second team, it would probably be the Golden State Warriors. They're in California. I don't have to go that far. It's, it's still in the same, in the same state. But. My number one team will never stop being the Los Angeles Lakers. It doesn't matter if they lose a bit, if they if they go through the growing pains. I've been here for so long. I'm gonna stay here. And look, if a player if a player comes to your team, like Ashok mentioned, CP3, you don't like CP3. I you don't you didn't like LeBron James. It's like, well, he's on my team now. And look, he's still LeBron James. He's still arguably the greatest basketball <laughs> player of all time. I don't care how much I dislike. Sorry, I didn't like Chris Paul either before he came to the Thunder. I honestly could not stand him, but Samer will back up all of my claims when it comes to our dislike for, for Chris Paul. Didn't like him at all. Came to my team. You know what? He's on my team now. 
what are you going to do? Like, you don't like him on the other team, comes to your team, ain't like Chris Paul, like, a little bit dirty on the court. Yeah, yeah, can't defend that. Ain't like he's a bad human being, though. Ain't like he's out here, yeah. you know, get committing crimes and having lawsuits against them or anything. It's a professional hate when it comes to that. And then when they come to your team, all right, now I professionally like him because he's, he's one of us and he's trying to help me win. That's what it comes down to. It's Absolutely. not like a... and it's not go ahead. go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's not like I really hate Chris Paul. My I've kind of said it here multiple times. It was the fact that people were going so hard on Doc Rivers and not enough people were mentioning that Chris Paul was was a choke artist. That's the only reason I I, I, I put up the gimmick and I played along with the bit of calling him choke P3. I don't hate the guy. I actually like Chris Paul. I remember uh, I I was on I was on another show with Jeremy where I said I was giving him credit for taking taking the Suns all the way to the finals in his first year with the Suns. I was giving him credit for all of that, but I can't go. I can't. Nothing I've said about Chris Paul is false. Is false. It's actual factual evidence that he has choked or get injured in certain key moments in his career in the playoffs. That's all I. That's all I try to point out. If you feel that as hatred, yeah. If he became a Los Angeles Lakers tomorrow, I would be a Chris Paul fan, and I'd be bigging him up and calling him a top five point guard. It's, all you have to do is wear the purple and gold, and all my hatred wipes away. And please believe, I wasn't doing podcasts at the time, but I hated Miami LeBron James more than any other player in NBA history. So if I could go from hating him and rooting rooting for any team to beat that Miami heat team to now being one of his his biggest supporters because he wears the purple and gold that's all that's the difference if you're on my team i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna ride with you if you're not on my team then it's easier to hate you <laughs> trey jones says i mean i was a heat and d-wade fan before lebron came but i didn't complain did you dislike lebron during the the cleveland days trey jones i mean look if lebron james came to my team i'd be excited i don't care how much I dislike him. Kevin Durant, everybody knows how I feel about Kevin Durant. Fuck Kevin Durant. If he wants to come back to the Thunder for one a little swan song with this young team, come on back, KD. Come on That'd back. Be money. That'd be I'm money. Fine with it. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Fuck him, but come on back. Come on back. It's all right. It's all right. Come on back. If Jokic became a Laker tomorrow, I'd be saying, Jokic should have won the MVP. Come on. He should have won all these MVPs. Um, We have limited time today, so let's try to get through some of these series. I So you're going with the Suns. I'm still going with the Nuggets. I'm not going off of that bandwagon or anything because it's, I don't know, it's all the bandwagon. It's just, it was my pick. Um, you know, I called it before the season. I'm going to stick with it. I don't think they played necessarily that bad in games three or four. Jamal Murray's got to be better. There's no doubt about that. Jamal Murray's just simply got to be better if they're going to keep up with the firepower on on Phoenix and on, on the Phoenix team. I don't think they're playing necessarily bad. Jokic has been great. If Devin Booker is going to shoot 80% on 50 shots and he's taking contested threes, he's taking contested mid-ranges, he's getting bodied up going to the basket... I don't know what you're supposed to do with that, honestly. I don't know what you're supposed to do with 80% shooting. 
they they even got the ball out of his hands in the fourth quarter of the last game. Then Landry Shamit just comes in cold and is like, oh, okay, I'm gonna knock down all these threes. So they actually managed to get the ball off his hands. It was like, let's not let Devin Booker beat you. And then you get beat by Landry Shamit. I don't know what you're supposed to do defensively if you're Denver. Sometimes you just got to tip your cap to a good offensive outburst like that. And that's, I feel like, what, what Phoenix has had. And look, wide open threes, you want those shots. It's good. Booker's playing just out of his mind. Not only like shooting-wise, he's playing great. He's reading the game well. He's getting others involved. Like he is, he's been the best player all playoffs. Jimmy Butler's been there as well. He's been great. I don't think anybody's been better than Devin Booker in the playoffs. Kevin Durant has been, you know, solid, consistent. Kevin Durant, they've gotten guys to step up a little bit in the last two games. Can they do it on the road? That's going to be, we shall see. Uh, you know, a lot of times role player games don't travel as well. When it comes to the road, that's always the the big thing in the NBA. Role players shoot better at home. So we'll see what they do on the road tonight. For Denver, got to get more out of Murray. Probably got to get more out of Michael Porter Jr. as well. Jokic has been outstanding. I don't think anybody's complaining about Jokic's game. Uh, I still like Denver. The home court gives me a little bit of ease since nobody's won on the road yet. Yeah. But yeah, if Devin Booker going to shoot 80% on 50 shots in the last two games... Jordan shrug. What are you supposed to do? Yeah, and this is this is in a game where Jokic had 53 points. 53 points, but Devin Booker and and KD both dropping 36. And then, like you said, Landry Shamit was the key there because the the Suns is a four is a four it's a four-person team. And nine times out of ten, it's really a two-person team. Like <laughs> and then you just hope KD. somebody else does something. Yeah, it's KD and Booker. You know, uh, Chris Ball can can pass the uh, can pass the ball, but he's not playing right now. He's he's hurt. He's banged up. And you know that uh, Aiton can get some rebounds. He'll get you eight rebounds. He'll can never it. get you ten. It seems like, <laughs> and he can't score very well. But when Shamit is the one who's the who's putting you away, it's like yeah, it's like what else can you do? But I that's why I said like I'm going for the Suns because I rather face the Suns than the Nuggets, but the Nuggets is the better team and the Nuggets have home court where to win on the road yet. So I'm going to say my my not my unbiased opinion is that Nuggets win in seven. My biased opinion, Suns win in six. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, over in the East, the Heat... The Knicks, I, nobody's watching this series. Congratulations to the Miami Heat. Congratulations I don't have to the add. Miami Heat. Yeah, I don't have it, 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 it's finally, it's what we thought would happen in the first series with the Knicks. We thought that their inexperience and their lack of like another key scorer, uh, more consistent key scorer outside of Jalen Brunson, that would come to play against the Cavs. But it's come more to play against a more experienced coach in Eric Spolcher, in He's Jimmy so Butler, good. and then all these all these guys off the freaking street are just hitting every single three. And it's just like, what else can you do? You got Bam out of Bayou bringing up the ball like he's the point guard. Like it's like all these players are just playing outside of themselves. 
Uh, Bam dropped 23 and 13 last night. You have uh, Strice who dropped 16. You had Kyle Larry, who everybody said was washed in like December. He dropped 15. So it's just like, what can what can the Knicks do? They, they Julius Randle is not consistent enough, despite being a Laker great. He's just not consistent enough when they really need him. He had 20 and nine. Uh, RJ Barrett had 24. Jalen Brunson had a virtual Wosa type of game, 32 points, 11 assists. But it's just not they don't have enough and they're not mature enough to come back from this 3-1 deficit. I think it's more likely that the Warriors come back from 3-1 than the Knicks. Yeah, the Warriors definitely have a better shot to come back from 3-1. Eric Spolstra is so good. It says a lot about just playoff coaching and matchups, getting guys in the right position, maximizing guys in certain matchups. And and it helps when you're like the worst three-point shooting team in the league during the regular season, and then all of a sudden the playoffs are the best three-point shooting team. Like I don't know how that works. but And Jimmy Butler, I, I was wrong, big time wrong on Jimmy Butler. The consistency has been there. The one the one playoff series where it wasn't consistent for him was when they got swept by Milwaukee and he got outplayed by Bryn Forbes. Um, <laughs> you know, otherwise, these past two years and then this year, which would be three out of four, been great in the playoffs. So, How about the bubble teams, Jeremy? How you disrespect the bubble? The bubble teams playing really well. They have they weren't they weren't good the following season after the bubble. What do you want me to say? They just needed hey, a they season had off. Injuries. They had injuries. It was some injuries. I do think the shortened season hurt those two teams. And I probably didn't do enough. Uh, I, I probably didn't put enough stock into that because you went into the bubble and then like the next season and you know the two teams that went to the finals, the uh, Lakers and the Heat, the next season started like two months later. So those exactly. teams didn't get a, a big break, and then they weren't good the following year in the playoffs. And I probably didn't put enough stock of, yeah, they just they were worn out from it. I saw it this year with with the uh, with the Abs, they they made their cup run and everything. Then they're out the first year. It was a long cup run, injuries and stuff played a factor and everything. But then it becomes a long season, and it, it wears on you. So I probably put too much stock into the season after the bubble, which the bubble season is still a goofy ring. And then, so they weren't good the following season. But last Every NBA player says that's the hardest environment they've ever played. It's the easiest environment. All they can do is focus on basketball. That's all they had to do. It was just basketball. No other outside distractions. They weren't like James Harden going to Vegas after the game. And then James Harden was bad in game three. Game four, though. Game four was complete James Harden turnaround. Complete choke job by the Boston Celtics, though. Complete choke job by the Boston Celtics. Credit to the Sixers. Credit to James Harden. Joel Embiid made the right play. James Harden made the shot. But Boston, man, I don't know how you blow the game in that fashion. Missing free throws, not getting a shot off in the ball, dribbling the air out of the ball. You have 18 seconds left to get a shot off. And you get nothing in that. Don't call a timeout. I've been railing against teams not calling a timeout on the final possession all season. All season. I got text to Samer from November being like, why aren't these teams calling a timeout? Why are they just going for it? And it never works. It never works. But for some reason, they keep doing it. Just bad plays by Boston. Doubling Joel Embiid when you're up two to leave James Harden open in the corner. 
I don't know. You can you feel how you feel. All these other players. All these other players you could have doubled from. Not James Harden. You can you can feel how you feel about James Harden. and But he was, one, having a great game. So, like, I ain't leaving him alone when he's having the game that he's having. I ain't leaving him alone if he's one for 11. I don't care. Like, that's still James Harden on a catch-and-shoot corner three. That's still a good shot for him. If he misses, fine. We, we'll, we'll make fun of James Harden. But... That's still a shot you don't want to give up, especially when you're already up two. And a two-point just ties it for you. If Joel Embiid can finish over Jason Tatum to tie the game, you still got 18 seconds to try to win the game. Worst case scenario, you go to double overtime. Okay. But don't leave, don't put yourself in a position where you could lose the game or you're down now and you need to make this final shot. Just terrible job by Boston. It's a 2-2 series. Sixers have the momentum. Game five tonight. I'm really hyped for this game. This has been this has been a really good series. And game five was game five was the best game of the playoffs to me. Or game four, sorry, game, game four, four between yeah. Sixers. I agree. Was the best game of the playoffs. So I can't wait for game five tonight. I agree because you had you had the Sixers had a good lead, and then the the Celtics came roaring back, and then they made they had a, a substantial lead, and then the Sixers came roaring back like that fourth quarter into overtime. That was like the best basketball we've seen in the playoffs so far. Like that was just an exciting game to watch. And James Harden, man, he's just shutting up all the naysayers, all the doubters in this series between his performance in game one with 45 with no Embiid and getting the win in Boston. And then that game with 42 points and the game winner, like he's shutting up these people who said he chokes and he doesn't show up in the playoffs and he's showing up and he's been the best player on the court with Jason Tatum, with Jalen Brown, and even with Joel Embiid for three games, he's been the best player on the court overall this series, in my opinion. So James Harden, man, I, I'll give it up to him. And this is another series that looks like it's going seven. I think Denver and Denver and Phoenix is going seven, and I think Boston and Philly is going seven. Joined by our pal, Cher Delaware. We are running low on time. Get out of here soon. Cher Delaware is here, though. Hello, Cher Delaware. Hello. Why are you in a different background? Uh, I'm at my, my parents' uh, place for, for a week. There's personal stuff going on. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm here for a week. That's why the background is going to be this way the entire week. Um, shout out to my wife and the kids, who at least one of them is watching and I miss them a whole lot. Uh, share. So well, let's, we can go ahead and tell the story. People who watched in the weeds yesterday, SP three was the co-host at the end of the show. I, I got an email and I was like, Oh, I'll say this on air. It's SP three. He, he understands it. It messages from challenge mania. Mark long of like, Hey, did you see the thing I did? I know we're not supposed to talk wrestling, but it's reality television as well. You see the thing? Here's what happened in my match against Matt Cardona. And we interviewed Mark Long uh, on a special episode of FMC. It's like, here's what happened in the match against Mark, uh, Matt Cardona. It's like, maybe write an article out of this. I'm thinking, like, I, I will do it when I have the time later on today. I like, No worries. I got it. And then I go. I handle some personal stuff throughout the uh, afternoon. And I check my phone. And I got 10 emails 
<laughs> of now, not all of these are from Mark Long and Challenge Mania, but I don't get that many emails in general throughout the day, especially when it's like just a, a two, three hour gap here. And I, I checked, I got 10 emails. Not all of them were from them. The majority were from them. <laughs> and Mark is like, can you cover this? He's throwing out headline ideas at me. And he's like, you write great headlines. How about you do this? Like, this is a good headline for you. This is a good headline. And I'm like, Mark, what are we doing here? Like, I appreciate it. I will cover this. Don't worry. You're doing the work for <laughs> Yeah. Hey, look, I appreciate when other people actually want to do some work. But I'm like, but I got the headline. You can't, certain certain terms you can't use. Like, put BRCW last night. Can't be using last night and a headline. Yeah. Got to use, like, actual dates and stuff. Yes. Days, things like that. Event names. So I'm like, I got you. Don't worry. I'll write this. But I don't need 20 emails from you telling me to cover, <laughs> asking me to cover this and then write headlines for me. Well, Mark Long rules. We appreciate him. Uh, we are working on another reality guest to, to interview who was involved in the show. We good to go I, potentially on that? I'm going to get that one done. Um, okay. He does follow me on Twitter. I've met him I don't know how many times. And I have the direct line with Scott. So Jeremy got all those contacts and I woke up yesterday morning to about 15 text messages from Scott Yeager, the host of challenge mania with videos and pictures and details. And I'm like, I can't deal with this right now. I woke up yesterday to my bank account hacked. They stole oh, no. some no. dollars from me and put me $600 in the hole. And I was like, I can't. I can't do this right now. That's the third time this year I've had to get a new debit card. This year. This is May. It's May. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Jesus. like, I just can't right now. Like, I will look at this later. So then I get off work yesterday and I get a text message that says my name and says, it's Mark Long. And I have Mark <laughs> Long texting me. <laughs> he got my and so, and he was giving me headline ideas as well. And I was like, okay, I'm going to send all of this to Jeremy. I promise he's going to write article. Maybe he can get multiple out of this. I don't know what all you've, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not a writer here, but I will send them to you when he posts them. And he's sending me emojis. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so yeah i mean scott was sending me all this stuff like when uh polly was beating uh matt cardona's ass punching him in the face and Kara got in the middle of it and yeah it was it was a lot i actually wish i would have been able to see it now yeah yeah it, was, it didn't stream anywhere so it just no. had, to, had to be there they, they took some great videos um that was on scott's page and embedded a yeah. lot of stuff in the article yeah. but they they got a lot of videos we're gonna get paula and Cara back on one talk more challenge stuff but you know i didn't get a chance to and this was my fault share was actually messaging during the interview and it's like jeremy ask a wrestling questions so you can get like an article i wanted to ask paulie about like interest in wrestling so i could write an article i out think of it. a great wrestler oh he's i think so. i do too out and like he's built so much like a like chad gable like yes, I really think that I think he could do 
I think he can be really good at it. And he, you know, he's going to cut some promos. Like, he's a perfect heel. He's the perfect heel. <laughs> he's got the heel stick down. Yes. Yeah, we need I, we need Paulie and Kara back to talk about uh, them coming back to the challenge and then them their four way into uh, wrestling. Yeah, I feel I feel like we can get that done. You know, we're we're working on another one. I feel it sounds like we're gonna get that done. Look, man, I said a long time ago I want to retire from writing about wrestling. Just let me cover the challenge for a living, and <laughs> I'm gonna slowly bridge my way over that. I, I don't have to retire about writing from wrestling. I can just write about the challenge in wrestling and it makes it very yes, easy. Somebody tagged um, the guy that owns the ringer. I don't know what his name is. Sorry. Bill Simmons. Sorry to that man. But Simmons, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to that man. <laughs> that, was that, like, man. that was my Kiki Palmer reference. <laughs> but um, Somebody tagged, and they were like, I can't believe you didn't have somebody cover this. It's two of your favorite things, the challenge and wrestling. And I was like, that's ours. <laughs> we yeah. have the corner on the challenge and wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> that Wilson, is our a area. Fake, a fake wrestling fan who only goes there when he gets free tickets and things like that. And actually watching it to the level that we watch it. Phil Simmons is a fake wrestling fan. I'll call him. Okay, out. to be right. fair, I only go when I get free tickets too. So. <laughs> Same. You're still <laughs> watching it weekly. All right, you're still keeping up with the product weekly. Bill Simmons is like, oh, wrestling is in town? Can I get free tickets? Okay, I'll go, even though I have no idea who these people are and haven't that watched man. in two years. I mean, we do. I wouldn't watch wrestling if I had money either. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I I actually watched the last episode of The Challenge. Um I'm up on it amazingly. Yes. I'm so proud of you. My I'm problem so is, is I watched it on like Thursday of last week. Don't so you remember, remember nothing? No, I remember I, nothing about it. I do well in remembering stuff. Yeah. All right. So, so say... let's let's recap at SB3. I'll pull up our, our draft board. SB3, you you you're the official challenge recapper at this point. Your memory is much better than my stuff on this on this yeah so, you literally give me i don't even have to watch it you give me such good eye <laughs> plays that i'm like oh man fuck that guy like <laughs> like i don't even remember the stuff that you're reminding me of i could watch the whole episode and i'm like i retain nothing i don't even know who got eliminated like i, I, do, I do i do know who got eliminated last week though <laughs> I know. I'm I'm so disappointed because Kiki was one of my favorites uh from the Challenge Australia and you know Darrell's an all-time an all-time goat uh in the challenge. So it was sad to see them go, but damn they're bad at math. They they literally had so much time to figure out the math in that in the in the elimination. But like going back to the challenge, I thought this week's daily challenge was really good. It was, you know, a swimming challenge, but the 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 caveat was you were tethered to your to your teammate, and you had to grab a color coordinated flag and bring it uh bring it back to to the stand, and then it was uh, the flags created a puzzle where you had to make the puzzle, and then you had to count how many triangles was in the puzzle. So, uh, of course, 
Emily being a former Olympic swimmer, she had the advantage here. But Jordan was smart. Jordan was like, I'm just going to swim in her backwash and, and follow her the entire way, which makes it easier for you to swim. And Jordan's a great swimmer within himself, probably top three, top five all time in the challenge. So he was able to keep up with her and even got an advantage on her. But Jordan was so, being the cocky Jordan that he is, he's so cocky, he made a mistake. He finally made a mistake. And this was after, before the challenge, he's like telling, he's like trying to, you know, he had the whole thing last week where he didn't really discuss his plans and made Kaz actually tell, tell her friend that she was voting them in. And then he makes the mistake that causes them this whole, this whole challenge because he picked up the wrong flag. He picked up a flag for Darrell and Kiki and Darrell and Kiki still wound up being last, but uh, the winners, of course, became Yes and Emerly. But the key to this is what I found out afterwards. Shout out to another great YouTuber who covers the challenge, Angel Cake Entertainment, who actually, you know, also covered our interview with Kara and Pauly on his documentary for Carmory. He said that he had a comment on one of his videos that said that apparently uh, Emily gave the answer to Sarah. And Jordan gave the answer to Tori. So that's why Darrell and, and Kiki wound up being last because they they cheated. They basically cheated. Because that, okay, that makes so much sense because Tori is not smart enough. No. Like, we know we know my feelings on Victoria anyway, but like she's not super bright. Like just in a general sense, but I my favorite thing about Darrell is he owns that he cannot do puzzles and math. Like if he he's like, oh hell, like every time he gets one because he knows he can't do it. He knows it's gonna be a struggle, so he's always very honest about that. But I did I just didn't like that. I was like, come on, y'all, why y'all gotta cheat for? But it does make sense because Tori and Danny were doing horribly during that whole challenge, and then they were just like, oh, just say it's sixteen, and I'm just like, oh, y'all just guess the answer. All right. All right, so when I found that out, I was like, now that makes a whole much more a uh, bunch of sense than them just guessing the right number. But the this thing that made me frustrated on this episode was everything that happened after the Daily Challenge. The whole segment with uh, Jordan and Casey that, oh, you know, I'm going to volunteer myself in. Never having a conversation with Kaz saying, oh, I'm going to volunteer myself in because I don't want Tori to play the actual game and have to say somebody's name. Why are you why are you this protective over your ex? Y'all broke up for a reason. She she publicly was was basically flirting and setting up piping fessy in front of your eyes on national TV and you're still protecting her? Why? That doesn't make any sense. And then they go to uh Tori who's telling Theo, oh, I might throw myself in so I don't have to say any names, so I can feel like I earn it. And then they always try to make it seem like this honorable thing. Like, like Jordan saying, oh, the difference between the MVPs and the legends is the legends have honor. Like, 
Yo, blow it out your ass. Come on. You, you're not, this is not about honor. This is selfish. This is just plain all selfish. All fair love war challenge. What are we talking about? This ain't an honorable is, game at all. Exactly. It's not an honorable game. So why are you trying to pretend like you're honorable? And then Jordan's like basically shunning Kaz. Because Kaz is like, no, we're not going to volunteer ourselves. We're not going to do that. He's basically shutting her and like shutting her down again. It's just like, you're you're not a good partner. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just surprised, like, you have got by this long by not being a good partner and still being, you're still a little bit of that Jordan that we met in real world Portland, who was never very nice to females and always treated them beneath them. He's still a little bit of that. And now that showed here. And then Tori talking to Danny and Danny's like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. And then Tori during the the, the the voting, like, are you sure you don't want to um, vote herself in? Uh, so, yeah, eventually they basically say it's going to be a stalemate. So Casey and, and Troy, who were going to go in regardless, <laughs> are going to be voted in. But they're great. Tori, I mean, uh, Casey is good. And Troy has been one of the biggest surprises of this whole world championship. They wash through the elimination. They beat Darrell and Kiki, and but they're in no man's land. They're probably going to get keep getting voted in, regardless of who wins. Kiki is gone. I've lost Kiki, and then Cher has lost Darrell. It was very sad to see them go. I, Darrell is legend. He, he brings so much to to the challenge, and Kiki's had a good season. So it is very unfortunate that. They, they lost that one in SP3. I know I had to cut your recap short. I apologize. Uh, I heard the doorbell ring. And so I got to go as I'm being waved over here. Kaden, you got two seconds. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. Good job. All right. Share. Let everybody know where they can find you at. You can find me on Twitter at Share Delaware um, and check out my YouTube channel um go to my twitter it's it's pinned there but uh, i have like three new videos up this week so sb3 let them know subscribe to share's channel and check out me and share's one tree hill character tier list that was some of the most fun that i've had follow me on the twitter machine at true hill sp3 and check out the true hill heat youtube channel bunch of reviews and got an interview coming out with uh sammy callahan probably later this week there you go. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. We'll be back next week with more basketball talk. Uh, subscribe, watch all the shows, do all that fun stuff. Bye, everybody. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. 
Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20.